Hello everybody, my name is Tina and I am a certified life coach. Welcome back to the Pursuit of Confidence podcast. Let's get to it. Hi everyone, welcome back. I want to take a moment to thank you all for being here and listening to my story. I am so grateful for the support and love you all show for me and what I am sharing. All right, let's get to today's story. When I was in my 20s, I was having a really hard time with my mindset and my overall well-being. I was always in a bad mood. I was angry. I was a victim. Things were hard for me. Life was hard for me. Nobody understood what I was going through and how and how could they? I mean, when they were never really experiencing anything like I experienced it. I was overcome with unworthiness. I felt like everything was stolen from me and that no one wanted to give it back to me. I mean, I was abused by someone close to my family for years and my dad didn't protect me. My father beat the living daylights out of me for years, so my mind was used to being on the defensive. My mind was always trying to hide from my body and I was ashamed of being a woman. I used to always wear sweats and oversized t-shirts everywhere trying to hide who I was and what I was. And then my mom, I didn't really want anything to do with her because she didn't want anything to do with me or my baby. But yet I was yearning for this relationship with her now that I had become a mother. I wanted insights from her and direction from her. And I was in these uncharted waters with all of these doctors and what, you know, was supposed to be happening with my child and I thought my mom was supposed to be there to help me and she just didn't and the never-ending appointments I was always supposed to be somewhere to talk to someone about something and my daughter was getting sick all the time from being in daycare and at school so there were you know doctor visits ER visits follow-ups vaccines shots medicines etc etc And just so much that I just was overwhelmed all of the time. So that's when I ended up finding a state-funded therapist by my house. And I began seeing this one therapist that helped me understand why I had behaved in certain ways. For example, the clothes and the shame-based thinking came from being constantly exposed to naked women's pictures and the Playboy magazines my abuser used to make me look at. How I always compared myself with other women because of that exposure. And this therapist shared with me how I lived like a victim because I spent my life being a victim. I was angry all of the time and blaming this anger on my dead father, my absent mother, and the abuser that was off living his own life. So my therapist asked me if I would be willing to actually sit and talk with my abuser. Now, in my anger and hatred, I said yes, because I thought I was confronting him. So I would go around thinking to myself, I'm finally going to confront him. I would tell people I knew, I'm going to confront my abuser. And so I took the time to actually build all of the memories up in my mind of what I wanted to say to him. So I went about and through certain family members and I found his phone number and I called him and he was willing to see me and we met at my older brother's house and at the time I was a heavy marijuana smoker illegally 
So before that meeting, I smoked a lot of marijuana. I wanted some kind of calmness. But no matter how much I smoked, my heart was in my chest. My stomach was in knots. And I was overstimulated. My brain was just on high alert. But I went to the meeting anyway. I said to myself, this is what I want. I want to sit down and I want to have this conversation. So I went to the meeting and I just asked so many questions. I asked the why me's and the how could you's and when did you decide that it was going to be me and all the things that I thought was necessary. I told him how I was broken because of him, how I was unlovable because of him, how ugly I thought I was because of him. I told him how disgusting I felt in my body because of him. I told him how I was never going to trust a man because of him. And I told him how he ruined me as a woman because he stole my innocence and my dad believed him over me. I told him what a piece of crap I thought he was and that I hoped he never would live a happy life. After that meeting, I still felt heavy and burdened. And so I continued to go to the therapy and I told my therapist everything about that meeting and everything that I was still continuing to feeling. And now that meeting with my abuser only helped me a little bit. My therapist just told me it was because it was just all still fresh and I was still experiencing all the pain, etc., etc. So this is actually where I was like, okay, I'm really grateful that the therapist proposed this idea of me meeting my abuser but I don't really see where this therapy is going. I'm not really feeling any better or taking any steps in my life to do anything better. So, and you know, some of the other things I just felt weren't being addressed, like my relationship with my dad and my mom and all that stuff. So I just stopped going. And I continued to carry these thoughts and feelings throughout my life. I tried fulfilling the missing pieces within me with other things. I was promiscuous, I was a smoker, I overate, I started popping pills. I knew deep down that I needed to do more work on myself, but I just didn't know how or what I needed in order to help myself. My life consisted of working two jobs, classes at night, homework at night, appointments, and trying to teach my daughter. And I was happy with that kind of stuff. I was happy with the actions I was taking in my life to make my life better. But I wasn't better. I wasn't feeling better. But the work with my daughter made me feel very fulfilled, very focused. And I worked very hard with my child to teach her how to learn colors and letters and numbers and walking and talking and potty training. My daughter's school was kind of like my co-parent, so I would always be communicating with them on what I was teaching her and how I was teaching her, and they, in turn, would show me what they were doing in her therapies in order to teach her. For example, in her OT and PTs, I mean, they were phenomenal. Um, certain things about learning tactical things and stimulating her brain. For example, they showed her how to thread a colored bead and say that color out loud. And so we did that at home as well. So we, she was learning all these fine motor skills and how to do things physically, like standing on one leg and touching her toes and jumping and 
because she had that she still does she has this missing piece in her brain that's the signaling house in order to know these things innately we took this extra time to teach her this stuff and it really did work but it was work on our part on her part and my part and the school's part so we all worked together and that work with my daughter made me feel good about my mothering it made me feel whole in that area but on these other areas on the on the inside i was just empty i was i was broken and i was unfulfilled and i didn't know how to fix that so my life consisted of all the doing, of all the actions I was taking. I didn't know or even comprehend that it all starts with the thoughts. I found all this out later in life. But before I found this life-altering concept, I blamed others for not being okay. I would wallow in the self-pity and ruminate on my past. I would blame my daughter's father for not being around and me having to do all of the child raising. I blamed him for not having some fantasy happy ever after. I blamed my mother for a lack of female companionship and not having any real friends because I didn't know how to be a friend. I blamed my father for the way I was so angry all the time and walking around like everyone was out to get me. I blamed my abuser for my body image and my lack of self-love. Now, I'm not saying that these thoughts and these feelings and the way I showed up in life was unwarranted. Surely, there is some room here for responsibility for others. But what I'm saying is that I never took responsibility for me in my life. I never took into account how I had the choice to be different. That came later. But during this time in my life, I was sad and lonely and full of hatred. And talking about it and visiting it with my therapist didn't help me any. And so I just carried it all with me. And even now, visiting it now when I'm talking about it, even when I talk about it with others, it helps me to have empathy for who I was. And sometimes I wish I was different back then. I wish I learned everything about my choices in regards to how I view myself Back then, sometimes I wish all the change and all the mind work didn't come later, that, that I had it early on in life. But what I don't wish away is the past or the pain or the abuse. I don't think this is a good use of our mindfulness. I know what I went through has helped shape me into the mom and into the woman that I am today. And I am grateful for these few aspects that have come along with going through all of the abuse. For example, I'm not afraid of confrontation and advocating for me or my daughter. I am not afraid to be wrong or to fail. I'm not afraid of the long road it sometimes takes in order to achieve something or to accomplish something. I'm not afraid to look within myself and to be completely honest, even if those truths are brutal. I am not afraid of hard work or the commitment that hard work takes. I'm not afraid to be alone, and I make it work. I make the best out of bad situations, and I know how to have sympathy for others. I know how to be strong and to show others how to tap into their own strengths. And I know how to be really present for my child. 
Her raising up was difficult, and it took commitment and hard work and sacrifice, and I was more than willing to give that. For example, she was fully potty trained at the age of nine, and we started when she was two. Seven years of potty training. I didn't give up on her, nor did I give up on myself. And I want to encourage all who are listening to really think about a time in your life where you wish it was different and ask yourself why you wish that. Ask yourself why you don't want that experience. And if the answer is simply so you wouldn't be who you are or have the memories you have, I want to offer you that you can still be whoever you want, even with the experiences. And you get to decide what kind of meaning you place on that memory. Even if it's a bad memory, you still get to decide the meaning of it and what that meaning is for you and what it means about you. It doesn't necessarily have to have a negative connotation. Like with my abuser, I used to make it mean all of the stuff about me and my worth. But now I know better. What he was doing was about him. It had nothing to do with me. Yes, it was traumatic and life-altering. But I got to choose how I want to have meaning in my self-worth. I get to choose how I want to look at it. Was it awful? Yes. Would I take away the experience? No. Why? Because it was a stepping stone to actually understanding how to take my power back. It was learning about my thoughts and feelings around myself from this abuse that has allowed me to take back my worthiness in my own mind. I took back my body from that memory. My body, my mind, and my worth does not belong in my abuser's hands. They never have, and they never will. And they'll never belong in the experience of being sexually abused or in the memory of that abuse. Even in the experience of being physically abused by my father, mentally abused by my father, and my power doesn't belong in the memories of that abuse from my father. My body, my mind, and my self-love all come from me. Period. Nobody else. And that's where my power resides. And I've taken that back. And that's where it's always going to be, is just with me. I just didn't know that. But when you do learn this, and you know this, and you live this, your whole perspective changes, and then your whole life changes. And that is what I'm offering here. Not to get rid of the memories, not to get rid of the experience, but having your life changed because your thoughts changed. Having your thoughts and your life change from the experience that you're allowing it to be within you the thoughts that you're having about it. And even though it is traumatic, and even though it is hard, and it is tough, you still get to decide that you love yourself. You get to decide your worth. You get to decide how you get to view those things. That is where the power is. And so that's what I did, and that's what I want to share with you. 
That's what I want to show you. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much for being here with me this week. Next week, I'm going to talk about how, in particular, this life coaching has changed me and how it's helped me to see all of this power within myself, how I took that power back day by day consciously, knowing that I needed to change within and not changing other people. Please leave me a review to let me know how you are enjoying our time together. I am so grateful for you guys being here and sharing this with me. I hope you all have a beautiful day and a lovely week, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.